All right. Hello, everyone. Again, my name is Vanessa Simpson. Welcome to episode five of the Pain to Purpose podcast. Today, we have this beautiful soul, Leo, here to share some super deep, beautiful wisdom with us from his journey from pain to purpose. I truly believe that our journeys are a constant hero's journey. If you're familiar with Joseph Campbell's work, we go through these ups and downs and we learn lessons and receive blessings and fall to the ground, get rebirthed and, and all of this yummy stuff. And through all of this, the more conscious we become, we begin to embody this deeper wisdom. And I am so blessed to be able to be connected to Leo through mutual connections and hearing his story and the way that he views life. Uh, gratitude is huge aspect in just overall well-being, joy in your life, and just getting through those hard times. So, Leo, thank you for being here. No, thank you. I really appreciate you for you know sharing your platform. I don't know what the number five stands for or means, but you know, hopefully, it's gonna be a meaningful episode. Yes, beautiful. Well, why don't you? Begin telling us a little bit more about you and how you got to be right in front of us today. Yeah, um, so my name is Leo, Leo Ewalt. I am, uh, I was born and raised in Japan. Um, my father is American and my mother is Japanese. So, you know, growing up, I always had to fight that constant battle of, uh, you know, not really fitting in anywhere. Um, I was always considered, you know, too white when I was living in Japan. And, when I moved to moved and had that transition to move to America, you know, I was too considered too Asian. So, or I was just considered the Asian guy, whatever. Um, but um, you know, so I always kind of grew up having that feeling of really not fitting in. And um, but you know, I, I was able to establish friendships, and you know, I have an amazing family. But sometimes you just don't feel like you fit in a specific culture, you know. And um, but. And I think that this is important that we're having this conversation today because, you know, what's going on right now in the world, you know, with police brutality and the, the, the divide between cultures. And, you know, for me, I was I am a product of the divide of culture, you know, so if my if Pearl Harbor didn't happen, um, there wouldn't have been a bomb in Hiroshima. And if the bomb in Hiroshima didn't happen, there wouldn't have been any American military base. And if there wasn't any American military base, my mother and my father would never have met and I wouldn't have exist here. So like you said in your introduction, I'm just somebody that's, you know, I, I'm a firm believer of life happening for you and not to you. And, you know, conflict and uh, pressure, you know, is, is always a, um, a process, you know, but the result is always something positive. So that's kind of who I am as far as personality goes. Yeah. Mm. You know, I look at it. Mm, that's so beautiful. And so how did you, how did you deal with or cope with to have these beautiful perspectives that you have now with feeling that like, I'm so different? How did you, how did you work your way around and through that? Uh, yeah, that's, um, so how I did that, and I didn't know I was doing this at the time, but how I got there is I moved to America. Um, in the final semester of eighth grade. And I went to a middle school in Short Pump, Virginia. And then I moved within Virginia and I went to Midlothian, Virginia. And I went, I spent uh, freshman year of high school out there. Um, now the company that my father was working at at the time, you know, um, it was around 2008, 2009. So it had a, had a collapse, kind of similar to what we're going through right now. But we had to, we had to move. And we moved to Michigan because you know, a majority of our family on my American side was there. So it was a very exciting journey. I got to see a, a lot of different people and I got to uh, see a lot of different places, but going to three schools in your first um, two years of living, you know, in a new country, you know, that was tough. I, um, I, I spent a lot of time alone, you know, just trying to find friends, trying to acclimate myself, trying to fit in, you know, especially at that stage and age where you're trying to figure out what your clique is or figure out what your identity is. And, you know, I didn't have the leisure of doing that because I didn't belong to any clique. There wasn't a lot of six foot five tall Asian dudes walking around, you know what I mean? 
So, or half Japanese guys, for that matter. And so, so basically being by myself, you know, in classrooms and group projects and lunch rooms and pep rileys and doing that over and over again in three different schools in such a short amount of time, I came to this conclusion where I was like, you know what? I'm probably going to move and not see these people anyways anymore. So what's the point of trying to impress them or trying to fit in? So being by myself taught me how to be myself. And um, so, yeah, it kind of fits in with what you, you're trying to preach, right? So for me, you know, to be blunt, I was kind of like, you know, if you don't give an F about me, then I don't give an F about you. So I think the hardest thing that we struggle as people is, you know, not valuing so much on other people's opinion. And that's a lot easier said than done because, you know, people's opinion matter. You know, your mom's opinion matters. You know, your, your brother's opinion matters. Your, your grandma's opinion matters. But I think going through that allowed me to really get to a point where I, I don't require it. I don't desire it. Um, I don't seek any validation from it. And down the road, it ended up because, you know, I ended up starting my own business. And at, at the beginning, you know, there was a lot of, um, you know, objections and maybe you should go down this route, you know, not just from my friends and peers, but from my family members as well. You know, so for me, um, sticking to my guns was something that was, you know, I think it's the biggest challenge that you know, business owners or anybody that's trying to, you know, do something right, creative or original, you know, anybody that's trying to do something on their own, or, you know, even when you're, or even if you're trying to seek a job, because I, I don't want to come across as that person that's like, you know, the word entrepreneur is kind of used around. And I think a lot of people are like denigrating other people with, with jobs, because they are entrepreneurs. It's like, no, like the whole reason why I became an entrepreneur was so that I don't get caught up in that corporate bullcrap where, you know, you treat people based on what their, you know, job title is or how much money they're making or what kind of car they're driving. Like, I'm so not about that. And I think the reason why I'm not about that is because nobody gave me the time of the day, no matter what I was wearing or what I, whatever I brought to the table. You know what I mean? Nobody gave a crap about me. So for me, I'm just kind of like, when I, when I, when I, when I interact with people now, I'm not just looking for your popularity or for your, you know, status, but I'm looking at your heart. Like, are you genuine enough to come up to a lonely kid like me at lunch to say, hey, come sit with me? That speaks more volumes to me as you as a character and whether or not I want to spend some time with you or not than, you know, whatever Instagram followers you got. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. so, yeah. That was a big transformation for me. Wow, that's so beautiful. And it is so huge, especially. Um, that's why I like using the word soulpreneurship, where we are the, the new age of entrepreneurship, where you genuinely care about people and want to help people. And I definitely get so much of that vibe from you. So yeah. you're, um, so going through all of that and your uh, passion for videography and you know taking that the those moments and making them special how did you get into that um how i got into that was so after i graduated high school you know i um i was like i, I finally made some friends you know finally um i finally developed the courage to, you know, ask a girl to a dance. Like up to that point, I never went because I was always the new kid. I was too shy. And I, even though I'm a good, pretty good dancer, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm no usher or anything, but like, if I go to a club, I love to dance, you know? So like, even though I dancing was something that I love to do, like I never put myself out there because I was so intimidating and shy. So, you know, senior year, I finally had that chance and, and, but, you know, I was back to square one because we graduated. We all went our separate routes. Yeah. So I started going to Wayne State University, which is a school in Detroit, Michigan. And I started going there. Yeah, I graduated high school in 2012. So I started going there in 2013. I didn't graduate until 2018, I think. So it took me about six years to graduate. 
So it was a long journey. But, you know, one thing that always stuck, stuck out in my mind and what people say is that, like, you know, college is not a race, it's a marathon. And for me, I'm glad that I was slow because by going slow, it, it allowed me to make the right decisions. You know, sometimes you're on a constant go, 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 go. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. You're not actually taking the time to say, okay, what do I have around me? What resources do I have around me? Who can I serve around me, right? What kind of value can I bring to the table? Like all those thoughts count, you know, and that's what builds you. So for me, I went six years. And the reason why I did is because the first two years, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah. I was taking business courses. I was sitting in a class. I remember, I remember vividly sitting in this big old lecture class. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, this professor doesn't care if I stay here or leave. There's so many of us in here. And it's three hours long. And it's straight about accounting. I mean, people's attention spans nowadays are two to three minutes, right? Tops. Mm-hmm. And you expect me to sit here for three hours to learn something that I have no idea. Mind you, I'm just getting over that hump of learning everything in English. Before this, I used to learn everything in Japanese. So yeah. just when I thought, phew, I did it. I graduated high school. Here I am, you know, even harder position. So I struggled, Vanessa. I failed. I failed uh, projects. I failed exams. And my GPA was like a 1.8, I think. And I ended up getting like an academic probation letter sent to me saying, if you don't get your GPA, we're going to kick you out. And I sat there, you know, and I, and I, you know, and I come from a a Japanese background and education was huge out there. You know, I I remember I used to get off of school, have my basketball practice and go to after school school program just so that I can like stay ahead of my classrooms. Because in Japan, when you're in middle school, you have to test to get into high school. So like high school is kind of like college over there, you know, where smarter you are academically, the better high schools that you get into. So with all that pressure, I didn't have to deal with that when I went, when I moved to America, but here I am, you know, at university needing to step up, but I'm a very purpose driven person. Mm -hmm. So like, I couldn't like find the reason to learn the material because when I was looking at it, I'm like, I'm never going to use this, which I kind of am now, but I'm never going to use this and there's no point in me learning this. And I feel like if I'm spending $4,000, I have to sit here, but I'm not going to pay $4,000 for me to sit here and not learn anything because I wasn't learning anything right there. So, you know, I didn't want to sacrifice my three hours of my day, you know? So, but it was a constant struggle of battling that. And as I was doing that, you know, coincidentally, my grandfather, you know, who I love dearly and was a big reason to why I moved to America, you know, he was diagnosed with cancer. So I was kind of going back and forth to school, to his hospital, to my job. I was bartending at the time. And, you know, you know how, you know, bars and restaurants <laughs> it's stressful, you know, and um, but I met some good people, but it was a stressful job. And uh, I just hated every phase of my life. You know, I was in this mindset where I was like, hey, why is everything happening to me? You know what I mean? And I wasn't really paying attention that it was happening for me. But um, the day came when my, gran- uh, when my grandpa passed away. And I remember sitting in, um, in, my, in, my, um, in, my, uh, in the waiting room with my granny um, when the doctors came in to notify that they're going to have to, you know, let go. And uh, I, just, I just still remember the density of that conversation because, you know, she's been married to this guy for 50 some years and come to, you know, to have to come to an acceptance that he's going to be gone. You know, that was, that was heavy, you know? And then when I went into the room and I was surrounded, I was the only grandkid out of 15 children because I'm the oldest. I was there to witness those final moments and see that that monitor go to zero, you know, and seeing my granny hold his hand and seeing her children surround him, you know, they had six kids and just seeing that image, you know, kind of, it just, it just gave me the biggest epiphany that changed the rest of my life because, you know, and this is why there's a, there's a phrase that I live by, your perspective is more important than your reality because your perspective is your reality. So in my mind, up to that point, I was a struggling kid, right? I hated my job. I sucked at school. I didn't know what my purpose was. And I didn't really have enough tank to overcome this whole obstacle again. 
but the the perspective the new perspective me in that moment um i had the epiphany because mindfulness you know like that's why i was saying in the, earlier about slowing down because in that moment there was nothing more important than what was going on right like my grades my my hatred towards my job or my worry didn't matter compared to my grandpa dying and when I realized that, I felt like I was in the moment. Before, I was always either thinking about the past or anxious about the future. But in that moment, I was right there. And when I felt that, there was sadness of losing him, but there was a, there was a click that happened in here and in here. And when I went to his funeral, you know, well, let me backtrack. So in that moment, when I had that epiphany, I realized that like life is short. That's going to be me one day. That's going to be you one day. It's going to be all of us one day and birth to death. However much space we have left, whether we're here or here or here, however space we have left, we got to fill that with a positive color. Cause at the end of the day, when you get to here, this is all you're going to have. And it's not the money or the cars, the homes, they can't come to the hospitals with you, but it's your memories that do, you know, it's your, either your regret or your fulfillment is what you're going to feel. It's either or. So for me, I made a decision that I don't know what's going to happen in these space, but every day that I spend until I get to here, I'm going to treat it the best days of my life. And I'm going to rack those days up. So that one day when I do get to here, that's all I have to reflect on is positive days. You know, so like I advise anybody that I'm speaking to that's in a bad mood and I'm no way, shape or form, try to validate or invalidate, you know, your stresses, right? Or what you're going through in a day-to-day -day basis or what, what you're going through right now. I'm not trying to tell you how to feel or you shouldn't be upset or you shouldn't be scared. You know, hell right now, you know, my American, you know, side of my grandma, you know, my grandpa's wife, you know, she was just, she was just diagnosed, you know what I mean? And then my grandpa in Japan, he's been suffering from Alzheimer's and he just had a stroke and I can't go there right now to visit him. So I get it. Like we, we are going through a crazy time right now, but trust me, like if you can even find the gratitude in those days, man, it's going to be a lot easier when the good day starts rolling in. For real. And that's what happened to me because I was able to look at my glasses being half full rather than half empty. It's not that I was a failing student and I hated my job and my career was doomed. It was, I have an opportunity to go to school. I have a job that allows me to pay for my car. You know what I mean? To, tr to go anywhere I want. You know, I have a chance to get an education and change my whole career. And seeing that changed the way I approached it. So instead of worrying about it and falling down that, I was very optimistic. And I was like, okay, this is because when I went to his funeral, Vanessa, I had my second epiphany and this was the most important one. Like the true measurement of success and wealth, it's not what kind of degree you got or what kind of car you drive or what kind of network you belong to or who you know what i mean or you know what kind of house you i mean those are all great but like the true measurement of success is predicated on how many people you impact how many people remember you for the right reasons how many people can say man i'm so grateful that vanessa was part of my life because she changed me that's what success looks like so that's why you see people you know who have way less than us who are way happier and you see people with way more who are way more miserable. So understanding that, that life itself is the greatest thing and everything else is just bonus, that's what really propelled me to just, just everything. You know, that positivity, that mindset, that perspective just changed everything. I was able to, I go back to school, I changed my degree, right? I just paid however, $16,000, whatever. But I changed my major, 
I go to, I go for communication because I felt that that was my grandpa's strength, you know, and he gave that to me because he had this innate ability to talk to anybody anywhere and make them feel good and important. And that's why, that's why so many people showed up, showed up at his funeral, you know? So for me, like, that's what I wanted. I want to be able to impact people. And the best vehicle I can think of was communication and broadcasting and speaking. So I switched my major first semester back to get a 4.0 looking at Wayne state. Like I just, you know, I just beat a guy in one-on-one basketball who was just talking crap all the time. That feeling came to me. (laughs) And then, you know, I meet the, you know, I meet the girl in my dreams, you know, up, up to that point, I wasn't, you know, any way, shape or form successful with like the dating game. I meet the girl in my dreams. We're still together. And then, you know, and then I also, um, ended up um, attaining an internship opportunity with the National Football League, you know? And my greatest memory with my grandpa was watching football together. So it just, life happened for me and not to me, you know what I mean? So that's pretty much how I got to there. And then from there, yeah, my business, I I started the format. I know that was a long way of of saying this, but- Oh no, that was perfect. (laughs) No, we want it long. We want all the details. Wow, you said so many important points in that whole entire story. So I really hope um, any of you that are just now hopping on, I'm definitely, you know, catching the replay to this because that was extremely valuable. It reminded me of one of my greatest teachers, Wayne Dyer, that I look up to and call upon uh, just in such admiration and inspiration for his level of impact and his uh, his his influence in the world as a spiritual teacher. And he said something really profound, similar to what you said. And it's that moment that you are on your deathbed and you look back at your life. And he said, don't die with your muse still in you. We all have this beautiful musical essence within us that we are here to share. And by First, number one, impacting your own life and becoming your own best friend. Because I am a firm believer in you can only know others as much as you know yourself. Yep. So um, as Latsu would, uh, would speak about as well in the Tao, that knowing others is wisdom, but knowing yourself is enlightenment. And yeah. so... And, and that, and that's exactly how I built my business. You know what I'm saying? Like, is, is what you just said mm. for me, like there's, I have a vision wall in front of me. You guys can't see it, but I have a, a whole wall where I just write ideas and quotes down. But one of them says, if it's, if, if, if any idea that revolves around serving people, it's going to work because God is not God universe, whatever it is out here, whatever it is you believe in viewers, I'm not trying to tell you what to believe in, whatever it is that you believe in, whatever is creating all this, it's making us go through things for a reason, right? So it develops, but also like if it's serving people, why would God universe come in the way of that? Why wouldn't he, she, whatever it is, want you to serve others? Why, you know what I mean? So any idea, any business idea that you have in your mind that you know is gonna make people happy, you know is gonna serve people in a positive way, please, please do it because it's gonna work. And so for me, when I did my internship with the National Football League, I got to work for the Detroit Lions. And I worked for the broadcasting team as an intern. And I learned so much about videography and photography, uh, videography, editing, content distribution, online, all that. And I, and I was so green as far as my skill set goes, where I had to overcome an obstacle and have to like, reached to a point of skill set that they were required because my attitude alone got me the job itself Mm -hmm. um but uh but yeah so for me like when i got there everybody's like yo you can't do that so i had to i had to really really work hard to keep that internship but i learned so much about production from the best of the best right these people are elite as far as their knowledge and their skill sets goes so learning from them while being in an environment, you know, cause I grew up watching the lions play with my grandpa. So like being there was a surreal enough, but like having the ability to 
not just soak everything in wow, but like focus and say, okay, what can I learn while I'm here? And that's exactly what I did. I learned so much. I seek knowledge. You know, I didn't walk around like hoping people would know what I knew. I walked around hoping people knew that I really wanted to learn. And that desire of learning, people who have achieved a lot, learn a lot. So that, that, all that knowledge they have, they want to share it because they can't take it with them. You know, like they want to share it. So I just kept asking quality questions and it didn't matter who it was. Like I said, in high school, I didn't care who, who was who I'm going to talk to anybody the same way. And now it's the same thing. CEO, custodian, there is no this, it's, it's this, everybody's in this together. It's, it's this way, not this way. So I just treated everybody the same way. And that energy allowed me to get clients, you know, who were pro athletes. And those were my first gigs that I got to do. So imagine starting a business, you know, after your internship and the players who you worked with giving or giving you a shot. And you can use that as a stepping stool to get to the next level and meet the network that they have. So I understood the opportunity was humongous, but I didn't shy away from it and I didn't fold. I mean, it was hard, you know, like, but I knew that I was there for a reason. And if God wanted me to fail, he wouldn't have put me here. And if he wanted me to fail and I did fail, he put me there to learn something. So we're all in a position to win. You know, we're all winning here. And so for me, I just, you know, I, I, so after my internship was over, I wanted to continue producing videos and, you know, and doing all that storytelling, right? Because that's what my grandpa was good at. So I combined my grandpa's purpose with my knowledge that I learned in the NFL together. And that's when I formed Reality Tiger Vision. And, you know, and that's my company. And, and, you know, now I work with, you know, a, a bevy of businesses and I, you know, share their story, what makes them unique. And, you know, I've just established so many great relationships and, you know, in this Michigan area. And, um, when I look back and, you know, like I said, I'm an academic probation student, you know, that just moved from Japan, like from there to here, like, and I am not the smartest, you know, or, or the sharpest pencil in the box. Like I am, I'm probably a lot stupider, but, or more stupid, see? But like any, anybody can achieve anything. It just, it just, all it requires is the right mindset to do it, you know? So, mm -hmm. wow. I hope that this conversation is, I don't want it to be about, and it's not about, okay, this is what I'm doing. I want to promote myself right now. Like, no, like I, I want everybody, whoever is listening, I don't know how many people or whoever's listening, but whoever's listening, I just, whatever idea that you got in your brain right now that, that revolves around serving people, do it. Hit up Vanessa, hit up me. Let us pick, you know, just talk it out with somebody. You know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. speak it into existence and it will happen. Yes. I love that so much. And it's so true that just how important relationships are in our in our life as being a constant reflection of ourselves for us to learn and i love what you said there about you know having the mindset of you know what can i learn today and and being open-minded to learning something new over time even my my um elder clients they're they're so amazing for this reason that most people that have gone through life they're like okay this is how things work this is who I am this is what I do this is what I believe in and they're close-minded to that but the, the the people that come into my closer circle to work with me uh and and just the the community itself that we're connected to the open-mindedness that will serve you so far and being open to learning from people and, and putting your judgments in the, um, just putting them up on the shelf for now and being able to listen with an open mind and an open heart. And with the manifesting, 
with your vision, I truly, I'm a big believer. And especially when your desire is in alignment with your heart's desire, it's not just like, you know, yeah, this is going to make money. And this is, you know, da, 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 this like analytical stuff this is going to make me look good or whatever. But it's like in alignment with a true heart calling. And it, when you can find that thing that you would do for free, and this is what I work with clients with as well, but then you get paid for it and you get to do it for a living. That's what makes it such a gift and such a dream. And so definitely those ideas, they're, they're not, they're only, they're only ideas until you start making that vision a reality and taking those little bits by little bits and having patience, just like you don't lose 300 pounds overnight. You don't gain 300 pounds overnight, right? So whatever level of impact you're shooting for, which, you know, if you think it's one level, <laughs> shoot for the next level because it will happen and you will attract those people that have that similar energy to you to help you get to that next level and absolutely the butterfly effect of just being in service to people it transforms your life very very quickly and then this world continues to become a safe haven for all of us and that's so true right what you do versus why you do it right they're both important but what you do is only going to get you to a certain point and you're going to hit that wall. You're going to hit that wall. And you're going to be like, shit, man. I'm sorry if I cuss, but I'm like, shoot, like this, this right here, like, isn't what I expected. This is, you, you will face some sort of wall or obstacle. And when that time comes, it's your why that allows you to push forward. So if you don't have a strong why, it won't work because you won't have enough strength to, push for not only that but your why is what brings you fulfillment in your what so for me and it, it also is a, is a is a way for you to differentiate yourself as well as a business right because that's the that's the key right as a business you need to differentiate yourself there's plenty of people who make videos there's plenty of people who take photos and there are plenty of people who are way better than i am but i don't care I expect people out there to be better than me. Okay. I'm not like, I, I learned that playing basketball. Like I, I, you know, I would win some and I will lose some. Mm -hmm. And I remember spending so much time being pissed when I lost, but it's like, so what, you know, like if you're, if you're facing somebody and, and, and it's huge in today's world because of Instagram, you know, you go on Instagram, you know, you're a fitness person or, you know, whatever you're doing. For me, I'm a videographer, photographer. So if I go on and if I'm like looking at somebody's work and their, their video is like way cooler than anything I could do, I'm not sitting there and being like, man, I need to stop doing this because there's people better than me. It's like, no, 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 no. Next time you're on an airplane, look out the window. This land is huge this earth is huge trust me if you have something valuable to bring to the table the market will open itself for you it's just how it works you know and you know a lot of people kind of distance away from like sharing ideas and sharing you know knowledge or what they learned or like collaborating with different people who do different you know same things but in reality you should because you can learn from them you know, and if they're there and, you know, they're making you feel like you're not up to the level that you need to be, then they're there to make you better because you're going to be like, all right, I need to step my game up. Because if the comfort is the enemy, you know what I mean? Like discomfort is your friend because discomfort is constantly, you know, taking you to a, to a destination. Comfort, you're just chilling. You know, like think about the most comfortable situation that you could be in. You're probably sitting on your couch watching your favorite show, whatever, right? You're not moving. You're not being healthier. You're not being, you're not moving in any way, shape or form. So for me, like in the beginning, it was super tough. Like you said, I had to do a lot of free projects. Um, but especially when I made that leap of faith and I decided to make it my only thing to do, man, I was like, uh oh, you know, but I just had faith. Okay. I just, I had faith that I was like, okay, as long as I can get through this month, just focus on this month. 
And the next month I'll worry about next month. I'm not going to worry about this 12 year or 12 month lease. I'm going to worry about next month. And I just kept doing that. And, you know, I haven't worked anywhere, you know, over a year now, you know what I'm saying? I'm still in the new beginning phase, but I finally got there. You know what I'm saying? So, and I didn't think I, like, it was my goal to, but I did it. So now my focus is, okay, how can I continue to build? So that's what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing that you said though, you know, when you, in the beginning, especially you talk about the what and the why, but in the beginning, you're going to have a list of things to do, right? If you start a business, you got to form an LLC, you got to trademark your business. You got to, you know, create a logo. You got to create a website. You got to identify what your services, you got to market it. You got to, you got to structuralize it. You got to send quotes, invoices, you got <laughs> to bookkeep, you know, there's so much things that you need to do. But if you look at all of that at once, you're going to drive yourself crazy and you end up not working because when you got too many options and directions to go, you end up staying still. But if you take one thing at a time, after a year, if you take one step at a time for a year, you're 365 steps closer to your dreams. That's a lot of freaking steps. So for me, if you have an idea, like you, like I said, and if you have a strong why and it's about serving others, just take it one step at a time, one step at a time. And after a year, your 365 steps is going to be very, very impressive. Mm. It might look like a shape of a mouse pad. Hello's <laughs> over there. But I don't know. It might, you know what I mean? Like some people might paint you a cool painting of your favorite artist wearing the jacket, you know, of your logo on it. Like, you know, you just never know that things will happen. Oh, I love that so much. One of my very good friends, Dr. Chris Lee, expressed that at our retreat that we had here in Seattle, uh, doing 1% every day and doing that just even just one thing every single day. All those little steps add up and something the the difference between that 99% and that 1% of human beings is I want to bring awareness to the risk taking and it's jumping with that leap of faith into the unknown where you only have the vision in your mind of what Mm. it could be and you're like okay it's just like me and you have the similar stories with okay shit we just started our businesses and we're gonna move out and trust that our bills are gonna be paid that was like that was just one of the many blind jumps of like, okay, I just started my business. I'm doing pretty good. It's time for me to move out. My rent's $1,500 a month plus everything else I got. Then I got my coach for 2k a month. My bills are like 4k a month and I'm at 21 years old trying to figure this shit out. And the universe provides every single time. And if it doesn't, then checking in with, you know, what needs to change? What, what am I spending too much on? What do there, you just figure it out? And, yeah. and as being, being, being younger, figuring this out, like I've been told this by my um, elder mentors that, you know, you just like figure, you just figure things out. That's one aspect. But then on the the risk taking side that you just, you pay attention to this deeper knowing that you are here for something more that you, you believe in your why your why is so, so strong that it pulls you through. Even when you are just like, I mean, I mean, I've had so many of those moments where I'm like, I could just say fuck everything. And jump on and be a massage therapist because I got a license to do it and just do that. You know, I, I called it. Um, I, I said, when I went to massage school, I'm like, well, if all else fails, I'll become a massage therapist. That's not too bad. But even Tony Robbins says, Hey, if you want the Island, burn the boats. So finding that thing, finding that why finding that purpose that is it's, it's your, saving grace it's your everything and in working towards that you have your whole entire life to work towards that and to take those baby steps yes you're gonna fall but yes you're gonna get back up and as far as the failure goes it's like you only fail if you stop trying and so 
becoming that resilient person that no matter what life throws at us, even right now in the last two, three months that have just been so crazy for so many people, the contrast, which the, 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 the law of polarity and the law of rhythm of how are you, how the universe works, that we went so far off into this fear-based spectrum that when we bounce back from this, it's going to be incredible for so many people. So many of my clients and family members and me personally, we have closed the chapter of our life and a new one is beginning. And I do believe this across humanity that there is a closing of a chapter of an era and there's a beginning of a new one. And you can choose to be a leader of this new era of serving people, aligning with why you're here. And you're a perfect example of that, Leo. And I really respect you and honor your 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 journey and your wisdom it's just beautiful and i'm just really grateful to have you on and to be connected to you can i say one more thing though vanessa please real quick real quick so it's one one point that i made in the beginning about entrepreneurship right and for me you know yes i was able to take my purpose and form a business about it but please 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 to whoever whoever's listening just because you don't do that doesn't mean that you failed like your purpose can be your we have so many purposes like it's not just one so like everybody is stressing about shit i need to find my purpose i need to find my purpose there is no singular purpose i have a purpose as a son i have a purpose as a boyfriend i have a purpose as this guy who's talking on this awesome podcast i have so many i just got a puppy i have a purpose as taking care of the puppy i have so many purposes so it's not singular So if you choose to decide to do something and you don't want to formulate it as a business, you want to do it as a hobby or you just want to paint, you know, just as whatever it is, whatever you decide, make music, whatever it is, just because you can't or you can't or you don't want to transform it into a business, it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Like for me, like if you have a, a nice, you know, job, right, that you feel fulfilled in and you feel like you're putting your maximum effort and you feel like you're growing in, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like every, like what I want, what I want to express is that everybody is valuable. Like the reason why these businesses are shutting down, right? And like, it's because we stopped valuing each other. When I worked at my restaurant job, I remember I was the best worker there. I got promoted to be a bartender from a host. I was only 18. I wasn't even old enough to drink. And all these servers were hating on me because they're 21 plus and they're like, man, how'd you get this job? I wanted this job. It was because I worked my butt off. But one day I get sick. I get, I catch a virus and I can't come into work. I go to the doctor's office. They're like, you cannot go into a restaurant. So I call my manager. I'm like, Hey, you know, I got this situation going on. And the first thing she said to me was not, oh man, I hope you feel better. Rest up, drink a lot of water. Are you okay? It was, well, who's going to cover your shift? And I had every intention to get my shift covered. But the fact that you don't have the empathy to be there for me as a human first really turned me off. And I ended up quitting that job. And in that moment, I remember I was like, I want to build a company that's just the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. It's all about being there for one another. It's all about giving people a sense of purpose and a sense of fulfillment, helping other people's dreams come true. That's my dream. Yep. So for me, you know, whether you're a custodian, whether you're, you know, whatever job, you're a lawyer, whether you're, there's no such thing as jobs are more important than the other. You may get paid more than certain jobs than the other, but that doesn't mean that your job is more important than the other. Like if you are a real estate guy, or let's, let's just say, you know, you're a CEO of a big company. And part of the, the, the attributes that you have is that you have a magnificent office. Well, the reason why you have that magnificent office is because somebody comes in and cleans that up for you. So that person's job is very important for your image. So for me, when I say do what you love and love what you do and, you know, go find your passion and, you know, if you can form a business through it, great, you know, that's possible. But 
whatever method that you choose to go down, it's still your own method, you know, and it's still your journey. But I'm here to say that whatever road that you choose to go down, you know, like it, you're going to go down for it for a reason, if you have the right attitude. And like, if you do appreciate everything, you'll get more things to appreciate about because, and for me, I ask this question to everybody that I meet, what are three things you're most grateful for today? And the reason why I do that is because a people don't remember what it is that you say to them. People remember what, how it is that you make them feel. So having genuine conversations, especially if you're trying to network and meet new people, very important to do that. And that's a great question that creates that flow of energy. But two, the reason why I ask myself what are three things you're most grateful for is because, like I said, life itself is the greatest gift and everything else is just bonus. So it doesn't matter what kind of job I have or how big my business is, my happiness comes from within. So whatever job you have or whatever business you own, whatever the case may be, you have many roles and I want to say thank you for doing those roles you know to the best of your ability because that's all we can ask for exactly and i have to say thank you too that i'm i'm super grateful for everyone that got to watch us live and listen to you and everyone that's going to be watching this on the on the podcast too i'm super grateful for for that for the all the little pieces of wisdom that were shared here and it's so true i want to just slightly touch on the way that i teach the the whole journey from pain to purpose and helping people align with their soul's purpose starts by, by finding purpose within yourself not identified with any role or any status in your life such as some say this is um, a type of ego death um, where you're you're selfless you don't necessarily have an identification but you have this, this essence that is you in the more that we find purpose in the nothingness, this sense of, of bliss that we can tap into uh, more frequently as much as we can, then that bonus, those extra cherries that when you find even, it's just like, for me, when I, when I, I was getting caught up in like, oh, I'm a spiritual coach and healer, my business is doing good and da da da. I was my ego was still creating my worth and value around my role in the world and serving people. So yeah. it was all good stuff, but I was still attaching my worth outside of myself to what I'm doing and how I'm showing up in the world. And so when that had to be washed and now I'm left with, all right, you know what, if everything went to shit and I just have my guitar, my cat in my car and hit the road and that's my life even if you take my guitar away from me, fine, you know, so that's, be it. yeah. <laughs> but it's just finding that in the simplicity, finding that purpose within yourself and everything else is really extra. Your relationships are just cherries on top to your already overflowing bowl of ice cream, which is you. Mm. I like that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Leo. You're such a rising star. Thank you. Now, I appreciate you too, you know, what you're trying to do here um, or what you are doing here, right? Like, I think, like I said, like empathy, you know, and compassion is what, you know, is lacking in this world, right? It's, it's greed. It's, it's, you know, whether that's money greed or whether that's status greed, there's so much and I think that's the reason why you see what we see outside now, you know, it's bigger than just the medical pandemic, you know, people are getting sick. Yes. But there's also a big change in how the world is going to be structured as far as how businesses and transaction goes, everything. So like you said, it's going to be a start of a new beginning and that's a discussion for another day, but you have to be mindful or for me, you know, I try to be mindful that, you know, nobody's going to dictate my worth and, you know, whatever happens is supposed to happen and whatever happens, regardless, like my purpose is to, to positive or our purpose, everybody's purpose is to positively impact each other. So whether it's, you know, you're impacting your client or you're impacting your mom or you're impacting your cat 
Like as long as you're doing those things every day, then you're living a successful life. Boom. Yes. So, oh, yes. Oh, thank you, Leo. Thank you so much. Beautiful. So you're, if people would like to reach out to you, I did tag you, um, but you're, um, how can people reach out to you? What would be the best? Yeah, just Leo Awalt on all platforms. Uh, Leo, A-Y-R-A-U-L-T. Or just look up hashtag RTYV. That's short for reality. Tell your vision. Um, to you know anybody that um, any feedback will be will be awesome. Um, yeah. But like I said, my worth is not predicated to your feedback. However, I do value your opinion because I'm human. Yeah. <laughs> so any feedback will be amazing to all the listeners. And um, and Vanessa, again, like thank you so much for what you do and all the things that I'm that that I that I you know articulated today about purpose-driven and doing something to serve others you know you're doing that and I think your level of compassion your experience but just your overall purpose is huge and whatever stage that you go whether it's the stage today or the stage tomorrow I think what who you are is going to continue to uh, manifest you know more and more blessings in your life so I'm excited for you and I'm happy for you oh. and, yeah that, and that's that that's that's that that's it right there. We need to as a society, we need to start being happy for other people. <laughs> be happy for what you got and be for happy for other people and what they got. Oh yes, the yeah, the more we can do that because then that's in that reflection that we're all just reflections of each other when we truly yeah. enter that consciousness. It's only in your reality because it is a possibility for you whether it's just the energy in general, just the consciousness in general to embody that wisdom, that strength, uh, that happiness and joy. And Leo, you are, you are doing amazing things in the world too. And I'm happy to continue collaborating with you. Thank you everyone that is on, uh, post any questions and we will definitely get back to you. Thank you so much. And Peace out, everybody. Beautiful.